This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist, Rite 2, for December 17th, 2023. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. It is such a joy and a privilege. It's an honor, actually, to have the opportunity to worship with you. I'm grateful for our time together. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time or for the first time in a long time. It is a special joy to have you with us, and I want to welcome those who are joining us online for our live stream. 
Thank you so much for spending your time with us this morning. We're grateful to have you as well. If you'd like to get to know us better at this church, you can go to our website, redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org. You can click there on the About tab and learn more about us, and then contact us so we can learn more about you and welcome you to this beloved community. I have just a few announcements before we begin our worship together today. Uh, I want to remind you to stick around after the service. Today, after this service in the Great Hall, we're going to, during our coffee hour, we're going to sing some Christmas carols and have some cocoa. So uh, this is your chance, especially if you're not going to be with us because you're traveling for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, this will be your chance to sing Christmas carols with us. Um, so I hope that you'll do that because, as you know, we don't sing them during Advent in the worship service. So we're going we're gonna to gonna break the rules. We're going to bend them. We're going to go outside of the worship service and sing them in the Great Hall after this. I hope you'll join us for some, for some cocoa and carols in the Great Hall right after this service. During that time, in this space, our family ministry team will be doing a run-through of the Christmas pageant after the service. So this would be a good day to scoot on out of here when the, um, after the postlude and head over to the Great Hall and allow the family ministry team and the, and the children to be in here to practice for their Christmas Eve 4 p.m. pageant. I want to remind you of that. While I'm talking about Christmas Eve, you already know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it. Next Sunday is Christmas Eve, and we will not have any of our normal Sunday morning services next Sunday. We will treat it like a normal Christmas Eve, not like a normal Sunday. So we will have no morning services this time next week. We will have our 4 p.m., our 7 p.m., and our 10.30. 4 p.m. is our pageant, 7 p.m. is our banquet service, and 10.30 begins with carols and then goes into our right to choral Eucharist. So if you like this service, that might be the service for you. Those are your options next week. But before next Sunday, we have our annual longest night service this Wednesday at 7 p.m. All are welcome to this gentle contemplative service uh, that focuses on a chance to reflect, a chance uh, to... Uh, grieve when necessary, uh, a time for those who are not necessarily uh, super festive during the Christmas season. Uh, the, the longest night is the service for you, 7 p.m. this Wednesday uh, in here. Hope you'll join us for that. Also hope that you will consider making a special Christmas flower gift in Thanksgiving or memory of a loved one. If you'd like to do that, you can give electronically. There's a QR code in the back of your bulletin, and there are flower envelopes in the narthex you can use instead if you'd like to do that. Okay. At this time, I would like to invite all preschool to elementary school aged children. They're going to join Father Herschel. He's going to take them to the chapel for uh, donuts, Jesus and donuts. Herschel's right there. There's some of the kids going, and Jesus and donuts are both in the chapel waiting for you. You'll be back in time so that we can all take communion together. All right, my friends, these are all the announcements I'm going to make today. I invite you all please to stand as you are able, and we will begin our worship together.
forgot an announcement. Before we officially begin our liturgy again, um, I wanted to remind you, uh, the best way to begin the week leading into Christmas is our Advent lessons and carol service this evening at 7 p.m., right back in this space. I hope that you'll join us for a beautiful festive evening of, of Advent lessons and carols tonight, 7 p.m. Wanted to remind you about that. All right, everybody take a breath. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be God's Please pray with me. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Hear what the Lord Jesus Christ says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the Gospels. Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. <clears throat> the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins they shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. 
I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations, and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord. reading from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets. But test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This was the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord.
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Two pregnant women meet for tea. They have a lot to talk about. Some of it typical pregnancy chatter, morning sickness, how much weight they gained, how their bellies start to feel like watermelons, what if I get so heavy I tip over, stuff like that. But for Elizabeth and Mary, there's much more. Neither woman expected to be bearing a child. One is too old, the other's too young. And yet, one of them remembers when somebody had said to her a few months ago, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. That was Gabriel, the angel. Together with Mary's yes to Gabriel, they set in motion the time when heaven and earth would be joined in one person, the son in Mary's womb, whose birth we will soon celebrate. That's the context for Mary's song that she sings to Elizabeth. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. I always wonder about Mary, the teenage girl who gets blindsided by an angel who tells her that she will have the privilege not only to be a parent, but to be a parent to God's son, the Christ, the Messiah. Mary knows she's been blessed. From this day, she says, all generations will call me blessed. But I wonder whether she knows what that blessing really entails. Because with that blessing comes responsibility. The responsibility of raising that child and watching him grow up. She will also bear the motherly concern and pride as he begins to lift up the lowly and fill the hungry with good things. And then she will bear the burden of sorrow as she watches him get in trouble with the authorities, be put on trial, and then executed her child dying in agony and shame before her eyes. It's an awesome responsibility she has that comes with God's blessing. Throughout history, people have wondered about Mary. Why did God choose her? What was special about Mary? How did she, of all the women in the whole world, deserve to carry the Christ within her? Many people in the church have assumed that there, there must have been a little spark of the divine in her that separates her from the rest of us. Because how else would she be so privileged, so worthy of being the dwelling place of the Son of God? Again, with responsibility comes, with privilege comes responsibility. And that is the responsibility to live up to the privilege that's given to us. In Mary's case, the responsibility of bearing God's son comes unbelievably with the privilege of being human. By choosing Mary, a poor human girl living in a rural village out in the boondocks in the middle of nowhere, God demonstrates that God honors and God trusts our humanity. In fact, in fact, it's precisely her humanity that makes Mary worthy of bearing and raising humanity's redeemer. So to turn Mary, an ordinary human girl, into a partly divine being like some would want to do would make it seem like God doesn't really mean it when God says that the son would be fully God and fully human. God chooses Mary 
not because she is a perfect human, but because she is perfectly human, because she is completely human, deeply human. It is precisely her humanity that will allow her son Jesus to be also truly human, to live and die as one of us. Mary acknowledges her humble status when she says, he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. What does that mean for us? Well, for one thing, the song of Mary isn't just about Mary. God's favor and blessing are not just on Mary. Remember what your rector asked you to do every morning during Advent. Pray that you will meet Christ in people today. And pray that you will also meet Christ in yourself. In other words, be Mary. You carry the Christ within you as Mary did. Be Mary today. And when you are, here's what happens. This is my story with apologies to people who might have heard this before. In September, after I'd been here at Redeemer for only one month, I had to have cataract surgery. Never mind that I had decided when I was younger that I would never need cataract surgery. Apparently, not my decision. But people told me that cataract surgery is no big deal. That is true about the surgery. It's a simple procedure. What was a big deal was the instructions the doctor gave me. He said that I could not wear eye makeup for a week after surgery, and I panicked. It sounds funny to, as I tell that to you, how devastating it was for me, but here's why. When I was in seventh grade, my social studies teacher read aloud from our world history book, a passage about the history of China. The book went into detail about the Chinese people, their weird sing-song language, their strange habits, their yellow skin, and especially their grotesque slanted eyes. As he read, my schoolmates turned around and made slanted eye faces at me laughing. It was humiliating to the core. I felt deep, deep shame at myself and deep, deep fear at the world that suddenly made its real self known to me. Because at that moment, I was exposed to the world as an unacceptable human being, not truly human, but rather Chinese, lowly. Mostly it was the eyes. So from that time on, for the next 60 plus years, I began wearing eye makeup, lots of it, tens of thousand dollars worth of eye makeup, not to look better, but to hide who I really was, a person of Chinese descent with those strange habits and the grotesque slanted eyes. I put on that makeup every single day, no matter what, even when I was sick, even when I was in the hospital, even in the middle of the pandemic when I knew I would not be seen by a single person, I wore it to hide who I really was from myself as well as from the world, lowly. My kids have never seen me without eye makeup. Imagine that. So the first Sunday after the surgery, I was afraid to come here to church. I cried silently all morning. I was afraid you would see me as I am lowly with my veneer of acceptability gone. 
Your rector had told me earlier that week that he thought Redeemia would be a perfect place for me to be seen without my eye makeup, without my disguise. But I doubted it. Sorry, Phil, I doubted it. <laughs> I don't always believe you, you know. For 60 years, I had lived with the knowledge that no place was safe for me, the way I look unadorned, in the way my seventh grade self never grew up. So the first Sunday at the end of September would be the first time in 60 years that I would be seen before any group of people without that life-saving makeup that let me pretend I'm fully human. And you did not treat me any differently from before. You did not laugh at me. You smiled at me. You welcomed me. You even, you even talked to me. I was exposed. I was lowly, and the Christ in you lifted me up. Towards me, you have been Mary, who bears the Christ within you. As Phil said, pray that you will meet Christ in yourself. When you bear the Christ within yourself, you are Mary. And when you do what Christ would do, lift up the lowly and fill the hungry with good things, you are Christ to people like me. You let me be and feel truly human. From that traumatic month when I had come to Redeemer feeling ashamed and lowly, I have experienced nothing but love and welcome. There's been no shame or rejection from you. And I think my experience is not unique. I think it would be the same for any of you who might be afraid that you might not be accepted here as you are for any reason, that you might not be accepted for your race or gender or age or even for your political beliefs. It is safe here. It's safe for all of us, even if we disagree, even if we differ in looks or identity or thoughts. It is okay to come here with an undefended heart. It's okay to be vulnerable here. As I see Redeemer, looking as an interim from the outside, I see that this is a place that wants to embrace you. There is no need to wear political or cultural eye makeup here to hide who you are. And people of Redeemer, as Mary, you do carry the Christ within you for others to meet and to know. As the face of Christ, for all the Marys around you, you too can lift up the lowly and feel the hungry, the lowly in spirit. Feel the hungry of heart with good things. Good things like love and welcome, forgiveness and justice, so that they too can be married to others. It's been over 60 years, but the Almighty has done great things for me through you. I'm still afraid. You can't erase that many years of shame and fear in a month. But I'm getting there with God's help and with your love. Just remember, you are Mary. You bear the Christ within you, and what a blessing that is, and what a responsibility. Don't take that lightly. You may change someone else's life today. I'll be here until the end of July. I will have been here with you for one year before I ride off into the sunset on my horse. <laughs> but if I remember anything 
anything about my time here, I think that it would be that in my hours of loneliness, you were Christ to me, and you didn't even know it. So keep being Mary. Keep holding out to others the expansive, embracing love of Christ who is within you. And when you leave here and go out into the world, tell the world, tell the world that Mary is in this place, that Christ is in this place, and that God is with us all from generation to generation. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, she is worshipped and glorified. She has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. God of the prophets, give your church courage to speak truth 
and to tell of your love. Hear us and help us, God of the prophets. God of the angels, give your church voice to proclaim your presence in the world. Liberate us and help us to speak peace throughout the earth. Hear us and help us, God of the angels. God of Mary and Elizabeth, give your church grace to be pregnant with hope and to bring forth new life for a barren world. Hear us and help us, God of our mothers. God of Zechariah and Joseph, give your church dreams and visions and the courage to follow them. Hear us and help us, God of our fathers. God of the shepherds, give your church the word the words to tell of what we've seen. Hear us and help us, God of the shepherds. God of the Magi, give your church gifts and the will to leave home to find you among the poor. Hear us and help us, God of the Magi. God of freedom, call your church to stand against racism and violence. Hear us and help us, God of freedom. God of all creation, we give thanks for the blessings of this life. Give us joyful hearts and compassionate eyes with which to see your world. Hear us and help us, God of all creation. We pray for your church around the world, for this community, and for our Bishop Wayne and our Bishop-elect Kristen. Those around the world affected by war and conflict, especially the victims of the wars in Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, Uganda, and Sudan. Those around the world affected by disaster. Those impacted in the last week by gun violence, especially those victims in our country throughout the past week in Atlanta, Georgia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Las Vegas, Nevada, Madison, Indiana. We pray for the sick, especially Andrew Banerjee, the Reverend Richard Elderfeld Jr., Ryan Patel, Paul Rogers, Pam Kerrigan, and the presiding bishop, Michael Curry for those who have died, for Kathleen Anderson, the daughter of Katie and Tim, cousin of, of Woody Woodburn, and for, for Patty Gorbach, mother of Hillary Gorbach, and those others we now name, either silently or aloud. God of the heavens and earth, Hear us and help us. God, you are always coming into the world. Come to us now, soon, and forever, and let us receive you as the child of holiness and wind of change, through whom this day we pray. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name, amen.
Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand as you are able. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because you sent your beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death and to make us heirs in him of everlasting life, that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice to behold his appearing. Therefore we praise you joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. And the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us to that heavenly country where with Mary and all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church and the author of our salvation, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. 
Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
invite you all please to stand as you are able for the commissioning of our Eucharistic visitor. Christine, in the name of God and on behalf of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body because we all share one bread, one cup. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. shame and in your joy, in your fear and in your hope, in your humanity, your full humanity, you carry Christ within you at this time. We encourage you to go into this world bearing Christ to this world, loving them in the ways that God loves you. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and remain with you always.
And now go in peace to love and serve your Lord.